I have told you and long told you that the white media doesn't see its job as being to inform or entertain. They don't see themselves as being in the business of news or entertainment. They see themselves as being in the business of mind control. To them, they get off on the idea that every day they can just spout whatever fiction they want and, well, people will buy it and that this shapes society. People believe what they say, so they shape reality. Well, that time has now come to an end. A great many people, in fact a majority of people in the United States, have always had their suspicions about what the white media says. But the problem is, there was never an organized movement that said this stuff coming from these big agenda-setting media outlets is nothing but a pack of lies. People felt as if they were kooks and weirdos because they were isolated from one another. They didn't hear any viewpoint that actually reflected their own. All they heard was elite opinion. And elite opinion was basically something so out of step with most people, especially most black folks in this country, they might as well come from another planet. And here's a case study that shows just how far out of touch the white media is with reality. It's just a fact that most, meaning upwards of 80% of people who read written online information, never make it past the headline. They just skim the headline and that's pretty much it. They skim the headline and then move on. And for most folks, that's good enough. So what the white media is able to do, it's very convenient for them. They can just bury the information, the real information, in the copy of the article, and then they put some mamby-pamby lying headline at the top. And at this way, they simultaneously have the ability to bury the truth, and then legitimately later on, whenever, you, whenever they're snuffed out, later on they can legitimately claim that they reported on the truth the whole time. Yeah, if you just read in there, really deep in there, it's in there somewhere. But the point is that all too often, what the article's headline says bears no resemblance to what's actually in the article itself. As I've always told you, white supremacy is nothing if not sophisticated. We need to remember that about the forces that we're up against. I want you to take this, for example. At the end of Gay Pride Month, the white media reported something that should come as no surprise to anyone, but apparently was a real shock to the white media. Millennials, who the white media up until now has been lauding and celebrating as being so accepting of the LGBT lifestyle, and that millennials absolutely love LGBT, etc., so much so that they would not vote for a candidate who doesn't support gay marriage and doesn't support all sorts of, you know, open bathrooms for everybody. If you're not in favor of that, why, the millennials are going to punish you at the polls. They, they got their eyes open. Oh, they're so accepting. Why, they're not just accepting. They are militantly in favor of the, of the lifestyle, more so than LGBTs to a, to a certain extent. That's what you would think if the white media told you. If you just believe what they said. Why, if you want to know how bad the disconnect is, all you got to do is look at GLAD's own website. Just a couple of years ago, they had their so-called annual acceptance 
study that they would do. And you can guess what the results of, the, of their acceptance study is, why every year more and more people are accepting the lifestyle, and especially young people, why we have more people who than ever before who identify as LGBT and as millennials leading the pack, why the millennials are more likely, they're twice as likely as baby boomers and three times as likely as Generation Xers to say that they are LGBT and, and, and they all the rest of it. Basically, they have these little, I don't even know what the world to call them. They're not surveys. They're not studies because they didn't study anything at all. What they do is they basically take their own biases and their own prejudices and they print them as fact. Because the idea behind this is if people get carpet bombed with material saying that millennials are totally in favor of the lifestyle, why the society is going to go in that direction because they've been told it for so long. At least that's what they thought. Well, this is what they were saying a couple of years ago. Ah, but what a difference a year makes. Apparently the same GLAAD organization that was saying that millennials in particular are leading the charge to basically make LGBT the norm. I guess it's a matter of that they had basically been reading too much of their own propaganda. And that's the only way you can explain a shift like this. If these guys were actually doing real scholarship, solid scholarship, and not merely printing their prejudices, then this wouldn't have been a surprise to them at all. This should not have come as any surprise whatsoever if they were doing actual scholarship. You notice how the new voices of black media, you notice how we never have some situation where we get whipsawed against our own reporting when we say something is rock solid that's because we're not printing our prejudices we tell the truth warts and all see this is what happens if you listen to the white media you listen to the white media well as far as they're concerned history is a lie agreed upon and i think that dovetails perfectly with the more recent saying that your morning headline is the first draft of history well we understand that history is a lie agreed upon so what does that say about your morning headline I rest my case. But anyway, you had Gay Pride Month just pass, and the same millennials who apparently were so embracing of the lifestyle, apparently now that millennial acceptance of the lifestyle is on the decline. Who could have seen this one coming? Now, something that you don't find from any of the white media articles about this is defining terms. Why do they keep using that phrase acceptance? LGBT acceptance, acceptance is about the acceptance. When they say acceptance, acceptance of what? Be specific. What is it that you want for these heterosexuals to accept? What are you trying to get them to accept? They never really say it. But the thing about it is, actions speak louder than words. And this rejection can't be blamed on Donald Trump. This rejection can't be blamed on some sort of right-wing movement because this is something that's happening across the board. Well, I guess it just goes to show, as with everything else the white media says, this was a total lie. This alleged infatuation that millennials were supposed to have with the lifestyle, it was nothing more than a media fantasy. And it's understandable why the white media would push this particular line. Many, if not most, of the producers, editors, writers, and owners of the media are, in fact, part of the LGBT community. So, naturally, they would want to use their media influence to shape society in order to craft a narrative that America, especially young people, have just fallen totally in love with the lifestyle and the heterosexual millennials are on a jihad against closed-minded politicians 
who refused to get with the times. That's the narrative that they were trying to manufacture. Politicians better watch out. Because the millennials are going to drop the hammer for the lifestyle and they're, they're pushing forward and they wanted it. I told you about how that organization, such as, as it is called PRRI, you go through the archives on this channel, you'll find where I talked about them. You got these people who basically have been pushing this line that Americans can't agree on anything except that they are more embracing of the LGBT lifestyle than ever before. They, it, at a time when we're polarized on so many things, Americans seem overwhelmingly to agree on the gay, on gay marriage and this, that, and the third. And I'm sitting here going, why the world are they pushing the idea at years after gay marriage had become the law of the land, thanks to the Supreme Court? Why were they still pushing the idea that Americans are accepting of it? Americans are accepting of gay marriage. Well, it's not as if anyone can do anything about it, barring a newly constituted Supreme Court. So why are they telling people that Americans are accepting of something that happens to be enshrined in law or at least legal interpretation anyway? Why are they saying that? Well, now it becomes clear why. Clearly, somebody was understanding that the propaganda simply didn't reflect the reality. So the question becomes, why are you putting this out in the first place? I also couldn't help but notice that the white media has very recently become newly enamored with so-called Generation Z. In other words, the post-millennials. Hmm. Apparently somebody's looking at the millennials and feeling like the millennials, apparently they didn't get with the program. And the program being the media programming. Apparently the programming for the media didn't take. So now there's this push by the white media. Let's move on from millennials. Millennials are passe. We, what about, you know, it's all about the Generation Zers now. It's all about Generation Z. Yeah, it seems as if the white media's interest in a particular generation of young people is directly linked to whether or not that generation seems to be accepting of whatever agenda the white media happens to be in favor of. If they think that you're going to go for it, then, you know, it's all about what these millennials think. It's all about the millennials, the millennials, you see. And now, since apparently the millennials are not going to be so pliable, not going to be so flexible, they're breaking bad and they're going against what they were supposed to be, they, what they were supposed to be programmed to be in favor of. Now we got to move on to somebody else. Okay, um, the millennials are old hat. They're old news. You know, the, the millennials are so 2010, don't you? They, that was so 2015, don't you know? That seems to be what's going on here. The millennials are not going to be useful tools, so it's time to throw them away. It's time to talk about somebody else. Let's focus on trying to laud praise on Generation Z, and hopefully we can seduce them into going along with, well, whatever. So now it's a matter of let's move on. Well, millennials happen to be a very large contingent, and I say that as a Generation Xer, we happen to be much more influential than the millennials. Not tooting our own horn, but it's just a fact. And yet it's a matter of the Generation Xers seem to have too much in common with their World War II grandparents. And that's an issue that a lot of the radical left has always had a problem with. The Generation Xers, they were not on the same stuff as the baby boomers. And that always was a problem for them. They needed a generation who they felt would be more malleable. So they spent a lot of time working on the millennials and, and feeding the millennials all kinds of newspaper articles and opinion pieces, a nonstop diet of millennials believe this, millennials believe that. And now what's happening is the millennials are speaking for themselves and oops, guess they broke bad on you, huh? That's what's going on here. 
While it's true that young people do tend to rebel against the mores and values of their parents, it's also true that as young people get older, they tend to fall right back in line with whatever the previous generations believe, whatever tradition was. In the, at the end of the day, they tend to come back to it. And millennials are in their 30s now, so they're not kids. Many of them are parents. Many of them are getting into business, home ownership, politics. They're getting serious about the world. And this is the reason why it came as such a big surprise to the white media and whatever corners wanted, have been pushing this whole millennials are so in love with the LGBT lifestyle, etc. That's why it's come as a surprise to them. So for the good folks in the white media and for those who are part of the lifestyle who want to know why it is that the millennials have apparently backtracked. They didn't backtrack. It's you who close your eyes to the reality. So if you want to know why it is that reality caught you unawares before you get ready to go to the tried and true homophobe, because keep in mind, that's going to be a real mistake if you decide that you're going to take the same millennials who you were lauding as being so accepting and now you're going to call them all homophobes, that would buy you even worse trouble. So instead of trying to paint your own reality and printing your prejudices, can you see how where that led you? Would you like to know why it is that the millennials, in fact, why a lot of people happen to shy away from the lifestyle, why the why it is that they allegedly are not accepting of it? Do you want to know what, what it is particularly that they're not accepting of? If you want a good reason why, you need look no farther than your local gay pride parade. I'm serious. Most people, most heterosexuals, they don't really have contact with people who are LGBT, whatever. Oh, there may be one or two, perhaps, that they have either on the job or perhaps somebody who's at, the, at their whatever religious organization they're part of or whatever, whatever social clubs or maybe in their neighborhood. There might be something like that, but they don't really have serious contact. The, the, um, the, straight and gay communities are largely separated. And if you want to know why, it's because of the fact that there's a culture clash. Now, you ain't got to like this being said, but here's the reality. People who are heterosexual couldn't help but notice that by and large, when it comes to people who are part of the lifestyle, they seem to have sex on the brain constantly. And they seem to basically get a kick out of showing all sorts of sexual, very sexually explicit material, sexually explicit displays that seems to be part of, part and parcel of that lifestyle. Heterosexuals don't even tolerate that from other heterosexuals. How do you expect them to be accepting of something from you that they don't even accept from other heterosexuals? And before you get ready to say, oh, that's a stereotype, remember, you got to look at the gay pride parade because that's the main contact. That is the main display of gay culture, the main display of open homosexual expression that most heterosexuals see, that they actually come into personal contact with. When they see the gay community en masse as a group in the open, that's what they see. Have you seen what goes on at the gay pride parades? Many of these gay pride parades have children. They seem to focus on children. And we're talking about preteen children, children, eight, nine, whatever, sometimes younger. It's nothing to have a 10-year-old who will be dressed, I'm talking about a 10-year-old boy who will be dressed up like a stripper and performing sexually lewd act, 
sexually lewd behavior in public, broad daylight, while you'll have some older perverts in their 40s and 50s throwing dollars at a child. A child who's going through all the motions of imitating sexual flirtation and sexual, uh, trying to be enticing to a bunch of middle-aged men. This is what they see at the local gay pride parade. No other movement or group does this. This doesn't happen at the Christmas parade or the Easter parade. This doesn't happen for the local Kiwanis club. Let's go ahead and be serious about it. You want to know what it is, particularly that they're not accepting. That's what they find unacceptable. Millennials are now beginning to question if they want to live in an open-air San Francisco bathhouse. Because the kind of stuff that might be cute to do behind closed doors, or if you have people who are into the local swingers scene, or people who frequent the sex parlors, the, dun the basement dungeons of these places and such, those things might be acceptable for them, but it ain't acceptable for Main Street. And when they see children being sexualized and they don't see the LGBT community having any leading voices who say, wait a minute, that's out of bounds. That's unacceptable. It's got to stop. Instead, what they look and say is, hmm, it seems as if the LGBT movement is trying to present itself as a gateway to anything goes when it comes to sexuality, because they're looking at the gay community and saying, where are the gay voices out there? Where are the LGBT people? Where's the movement within the movement that says, wait a minute, whoever decided that children should be sexualized needs to be stopped, cast out, and put in prison. Where are they? You don't see them at all. And while not all LGBTs may be on board with the sexually degenerate imagery that the sort of floats that you see at the gay pride parades, it's amazing to me that you'll have Google who will not want anyone saying that something's wrong with it, but if you were to post imagery like that, they would say that they would put, the, put you on their safe search thing that parents shouldn't be having their kids looking at this directly, now without parental supervision, and yet... It happens to be that sexually explicit imagery that is the very hallmark of the pride parades. No other movement or group does this. If you have, the, if you have in New York the Puerto Rican pride parade, it's not all about sexual imagery and the sexualization of children. If you have the Brazilian parades when they're doing their carnival thing, there's a few, few of those little carnival things. While some of the outfits may be risque, you, again, you still don't see the massive, the massive floats that are supposed to be showing sexually explicit behavior going on or some, some, something that tries to sexualize children. The most direct contact that most heterosexuals have with the LGBT community are, in fact, these gay pride parades. So this, too heterosexuals, this is literally the face of the LGBT community. This is the most direct mass expression of LGBT culture that they come in contact with. So it matters what's going on at those gay pride parades, and it also matters what the LGBT community's response is to what goes on there. Heterosexuals avoid all other gay media and gay subculture. I'm sorry if you're somebody who thinks that just because there's been a slew of LGBT TV shows and some movies out there that apparently are reaching folk, that ain't how you get off of it. 
those may be things where you can go to um, the Academy Awards and pat yourselves on the back for how open-minded you think you are, but you're not making any inroads with the heterosexual community. The heterosexual community simply tunes that stuff out. Don't matter if it's Brokeback Mountain or Moonlight, that's not how you reach people. You're not changing any minds. Okay, if there's one thing that black folks have learned from white supremacy, it's that you can have some white supremacists who will gladly jump into bed with a black person and then as soon as they get up will immediately ha try to have you killed or will laugh as, they, as their family members call you the N-word and do every other degrading thing to you. They have no problem being civil for five seconds in your presence. In America, that's part of the culture. There's a very American tradition of hypocrisy. In fact, hypocrisy is the American way. Somebody can be completely, completely and thoroughly two-faced with you and, ain't, and be able to go to sleep and won't miss a wink. That's part of American culture. And if you think that you're going to create enough L-word TV shows or enough Orange is the New Black, or if you're going to be creating enough movies showing gay behavior, that apparently that's going to somehow soften people's mindset toward it. You're fooling yourself. And that's what has happened. That's what the white media and certain leftist activists from the lifestyle have now had to accept. This is just the reality. And I have, no, I have no doubt that Google's not going to like anyone saying it. I haven't used one gay slur, not going to. Haven't said that gays should be discriminated against. Haven't said anything, but I bet you Google's not going to like it. Why? Because what I'm saying is this is, what, this is what heterosexuals find to be unacceptable. Does the LGBT community plan to change this? You cannot do things that fly in the face of the standards and mores of a particular sect of the society and then tell them, why is it that it's not acceptable when I do it? Because it's not acceptable when they do it. They're not going to make an exception for you. So while the Harvey Levins and other LGBT community people who are in media may be trying to figure out what went wrong with millennials, nothing went wrong with millennials. It's a matter, uh, it's not even a matter of that you underestimated them or you, you miscalculated. What happened was you told yourselves a fiction that you wanted to be true. You did not want to see millennials as they truly are and to actually understand where they're actually coming from. So now what's happened is after decades of trying to push the idea that these young kids coming up, oh, we're going to get them ready to accept the lifestyle. And what they told you is, nope, take a pass. Oh, just in two years, how things have changed. It's not the fault of millennials. Millennials didn't lie to you. You lied to yourselves. And people like Google are, are hoping to themselves that if they just censor opinion, that'll make it go away. They've been running the boards as far as misrepresenting what millennials believe, what millennials actually think. They've been running the boards misrepresenting what millennials think and telling all kinds of fairy tales about it. And censoring any and all voices to the contrary. So how did it work out? Did the millennials go for it? Did you do any expert mind bending on them? Or did reality win out in the end as it always does? Come on, let's be honest here. When you have a sexually vulgar display rolling through the streets of your neighborhood, it's pretty hard to avoid that. And that makes it where when people say, man, this stuff is being pushed on us. Yeah, that, how could they not feel that way? When they have something that shows imagery and behavior that they fundamentally object to and find abhorrent, and then what they're told is, you need to accept this. I need to accept the sexualization of children. I need to accept having all sorts of imagery of human genitals mocked up on large... 
you look at that and go, man, the people who are put these parades together and the people who engage in them and the people who apparently frequent them, these guys just have a nonstop fixation with fornication. That is not something that most people who consider themselves to be restrained and consider themselves to be people who have something resembling civilization. They're not going to accept that. They're going to look and say, wait a minute here. This is just hedonism, period. They're going to reject it. So now California voters choosing to pass Proposition 8 makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? And contrary to the phony victim narrative that the white media wants to push regarding the lifestyle, the problem that most millennials have with the lifestyle is the same as Generation X and even most baby boomers. As heterosexuals, we would not and do not allow this kind of behavior from other heterosexuals. Look at how smut peddlers like Hugh Hefner and Larry Flint are regarded and how they're attacked by heterosexuals. Hugh Hefner's been dead for years now, but that hasn't softened the large majority of heterosexuals, especially Christian heterosexuals' disposition toward him. Even in death, they still don't approve of him. And we should all be able to agree that children should be completely and thoroughly off limits, that it should be verboten to ever try to sexualize children. But we don't see the LGBT movement tackling that issue. They've been silent. Where is Rachel Maddow when it comes to child sexual abuse, particularly in LGBT circles? You had what happened to Dante Hart and his siblings. Where was Rachel Maddow at? Where was Rachel Maddow at when Kevin Spacey was called out? Where are the LGBT people in media when it comes time to talk about the sexualization of children? If anyone should be leading the charge on that, they should be leading the charge. But for some strange reason, they don't. And why is that? So people are disgusted by the imagery and behavior that they see at these parades and they associate these reprehensible displays with being LGBT because that's who presented it to them. All right, let's be let's talk like we got some sense. Let's stop trying to pretend as if we don't see what we're seeing. It's not Westboro Baptist Church. Those are the guys who, are, who run around with the God hates fill in the blank because they've had so many of those things. They just find they find something outrageous to say and then say God hates whatever. These are not the guys who put together these gay pride parades. So nobody can say, well, the behavior that goes on there and the imagery and all of the rest of it, the advocacy, the kind of sexually explicit advocacy, you can't blame that on the LGBT community. Why? That came from the Jones, the Westboro Baptist Church. No, it didn't. This, the gay pride parades are in fact the most direct expression of gay culture because the, the LGBT community have said so. So when you have the LGBT community saying, this is our display, this is our culture on display for the world to see, and we are not ashamed of it, and what they see are giant genital mock-ups, they see people dressing in all kinds of BDSM attire, and they see children trying to sexually entice adults, what do you think that says to them? What that says to them is, this is just the worst of the worst, is what it says. And it's not just one city where this occurs. It's nationwide where these things happen. And nobody from the LGBT community seems to be bothered by this. Nobody seems to want to object to it. Watching public sex acts and giant mock-ups of human genitals, it doesn't seem to be about being unashamed to be gay. That doesn't seem to be about, I'm proud to be gay. Instead, it seems to be more about forcing the public square to become a public brothel.
and no other movement or group does this. We don't see this coming from any other movement or group. Now, I'll bet you haven't heard much about this, have you? And there's good reason for that. Most of the white media either glossed over it or refused to cover it altogether. Here's where we expose the white media bias, and this includes Google. When you look for articles discussing this particular finding, this particular poll by GLAD, because they're the ones who did this, who did their annual acceptance survey. When you look for information regarding it, the top headline on Google that it archived is, says LGBTQ acceptance among young people is on the decline. Wow, that's pretty clear. And to the sexual lifestyle zealots, it's also displeasing. Well, I guess that's why when you click on the article, the headline magically changes to the young are regarded as the most tolerant generation. That's why the results of the LGBTQ survey are, quote, alarming. But notice how USA Today doesn't say that it's surprising, huh? Just two months before... This GLAD poll, you had the Washington Post who put up an article saying that nearly 70% of Americans are, in, are okay with a gay president. And just two years ago, the same GLAD organization who this alarming survey comes from, just two years ago, their survey, and I'm showing, I showed it to you earlier, their survey was saying that 20% of millennials identify as LGBTQ. Now, how is it in two years we've gone from 20% of millennials identify as part of the lifestyle to two months ago, you having America, 70% of Americans are okay with a gay president and just a couple of months later, LGBTQ acceptance among young people, especially millennials, is on the decline. How do we get from here to there? Obviously, someone is lying. And given the coverage, we see that they, someone's been lying for a long time. A lot of these people, like Mr. Eugene Scott, are themselves part of the LGBT community. And that being the case, it's okay for you to decide that you're going to editorialize about how the lifestyle ought to be accepted. But when you start printing your own desire for acceptance as being a fact, then you're setting yourself up to be disappointed when reality comes knocking, and it always comes knocking. But this is what the main paper in Washington was saying just two months before this poll came out. And I highlight this because I want you to understand that polls can and often are used to certify someone's predetermined political prejudice and biases. If someone wants to be able to claim that most Americans think that Elvis Presley's still alive, well, they can either find a poll or they can shape the questions in such a way as to lead the person, as to lead the public into the result that they wanted. You can craft the questions so that the people being asked get led in a predetermined direction. And this situation gets even worse when you have these skewed polls getting handed over to the white media. Even if a majority of poll respondents say that they don't want whatever the white media is trying to lead them to say, then the white media will frame it as if the minority position is growing or if they're gaining ground, a growing number of Americans, blah, blah, blah. So they make it where basically they're going to get to write the article that they want either way. If a majority agrees with them, they'll say a majority are in favor of. 
And if it's still a minority, then they'll say a growing number or a surprisingly high number. If all else fails, that's what they retreat to. If the number isn't growing, quote unquote, then it's a surprisingly high number say that they support or oppose this or that. This is what Malcolm X meant by clever manipulation of the media. They think they can bend reality to be whatever they put out. They can bend reality to agree with whatever they say, and it's perfectly understandable why they've been doing it since forever. The media has never had anyone who's given them any substantive organized pushback until now. That's part of the reason why you see them raising all this hell about new media in general. For so long, all they had to do was flood the people, their eyeballs and their ears with all sorts of propaganda and lies saying this or that, then people would buy into it and you make sure to deny the contrary voices a chance to speak. Or if those contrary voices grow too loud on their own, then what you do is you attack them. You characterize them as being fringe or say that they're tiny or they're controversial. Or these days, you just say that they're bots. And for decades, this tactic has worked flawlessly. Those who oppose the white media line or who didn't agree with the white media's chosen agenda, they often didn't say anything because they too had be, they had convinced themselves that they had to be some sort of kook minority. Otherwise, why weren't they hearing from anyone else? Surely the media wouldn't be squelching voices to the contrary. Then people realized and began to accept that that's exactly what the bastards were doing. Just recently, you had the same Washington Post who was spinning all sorts of tall tales about the popularity of a potential gay president. Now they were attacking reparations advocates as being tiny. They would never do that with the LGBT community. They're only 3% of the population, but you never see the white media calling them tiny or using words meant to diminish them. They would never do that, but they would gladly do that with folks who demand that black people get what they're owed. Well, the white media is realizing that they've lost their monopoly. They've been painting their own reality for decades and assuring themselves that everyone was buying their line of crap, especially young people, because as far as the white media was concerned, young people are dumb. Young people are gullible. Oh, it'll be easy to program them. Well, it failed with Generation X because, you know, we didn't have the internet so we could really reach them full time, but now we do, and we're going to carpet bomb them, and then they're going to be programmed. Oh, it didn't work. Now even they have to admit the truth. I told you about how that twit Daniel Greenberg from that do-nothing group calling itself PRRI, this guy was constantly spamming the internet with all sorts of stories, constantly claiming that Americans can't agree on anything except for they're totally in love with the LGBT lifestyle and they, as far as they're concerned, gay rights is the single thing that Americans can all agree on. I guess this guy doesn't get news or reality where he is. The Supreme Court already took care of whatever issue that he's whining about. Gays are not discriminated against, haven't been since the 1960s. So why is it that we still see this pushing of nonstop laws for all sorts of imaginary discrimination? These are so, the, the, this is a solution desperately looking for a problem. That's what this is. And that's an innocent way of putting it, because when you look closely at the laws that, are, that they're proposing... What it comes down to is making it where heterosexuals are not going to be able to say no to anything that someone from the lifestyle tells them to do. 
a business must do what the LG, what the LGBT person in front of them tells them to do. This apparently is to try what it seems to be doing. What they seem to be looking to do is to establish practitioners of the lifestyle as being super citizens. That you better do what this LGBT person in front of you says. Otherwise, they'll shut down your business because there's a law now that sit or a judicial ruling that says they can just arbitrarily say, I don't like what this guy said or what he did. Shut down his business. Oh, this church preaches sermons I don't like. They need to be shut down. Oh, this person did this, that, or this, that, or the other that we don't like. That you And you better not say no to our advances. That seems to be another thing. If the local LGBT activist demands that there be some sexually explicit pictures or sculptures of genitals put up, then you can't say no. If they demand that anal sex be a mandatory part of your child's education, not even sex education, just education, period, and that the children be made to act out such behavior, well, then you can't say no. If they demand that there be all manner of absurd recognition of what they do in the bedroom, then no matter how obscene, no matter how perverted, no matter how disgusting the act, you won't be able to say no. If you got people dressing up as dominatrixes and dressing up in chaps with the butts hanging out, and you got children who are engaged in sexually lascivious behavior in front of adults, they, we've already crossed a lot of those lines already. But what's supposed to happen at this point is heterosexuals are not supposed to be able to say anything. And you see that organizations like Google are on a jihad to make sure that that's exactly what happens. Well, you can't say anything. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to be having a social gay sex litmus test. It's going to start with the politicians, by the way. Hey, has such and such so-and-so running for public office? Hey, have you ever engaged in a se gay sex act? Why, no, I haven't. Well, uh, would you? Well, I'm heterosexual, so to each his own. Homophobe! Homophobe! You're a homophobe! That is a homophobe! Well, just because I haven't done... Well, that's no different than saying you wouldn't have sex with a black person. It's, it's uh, no different than race. You're a homophobe, and we have to do something about like this homophobe. You're a homophobe if you don't do it. By the way, this has already occurred. This is not something that's on the way. This has already occurred. What hasn't happened is the idea of public attacks against individuals who do not engage in the LGBT community's lifestyle. If you don't engage in it, well, next step is going to be making it where you're attacked for not doing it. You got to make it into a sexual, ta a social taboo. It's got to be socially prohibited for you not to. If you say, well, I would not do that. That's because you're a, that's because you're a homophobe. This is what millennials find unacceptable. They can see exactly where this is going. This is what they find unacceptable. And trying to censor this reality isn't going to make it go away. Trying to say this violates community standards. Uh, yeah, you've done a Google's done a great job of mind bending through censorship so far, haven't they? Why they've got those millennials eaten out of their hands? I mean, it's been so effective so far, hasn't it? Closing your ears to reality won't make it go away. Having some media outlets or a bunch of media outlets giving you all sorts of feel-good denialist rhetoric that you can listen to full-time. You may create your own bubble that you can fill with all manner of self-aggrandizing lies, but it doesn't make the reality go away. That's what the latest GLAD survey has now discovered.
After decades of telling themselves all sorts of falsehoods about millennial opinion, now they're getting hit with the millennial facts and they're not liking it. But it should never have been a surprise. You're not going to browbeat people into accepting something that they find unacceptable. And you're not going to censor them into it. You're not going to brainwash them or mind bend them. Just because as far as you're concerned, anyone who doesn't say that they are feverishly in love with this lifestyle, this is a person who needs to be censored. You're, you may be thinking to yourselves that you're controlling things, but all that's happening is you're proving everything that every LGBT detractor has ever said to be true. And the millennials, they value their ability to speak their minds a hell of a lot more than whatever civility, and that's what it is, There, whatever base level of civility that they may want to show, that does not hold as high a place in their minds as their ability to be able to say what it is that they think as they think it. What's been going on here, as far as the millennials and as far as a lot of other people are concerned, what's been happening is society's getting turned on its head and not for the better taking what was previously hidden away in the dungeons of sex parlors and in bathhouses and putting it in the town square, this has not been seen as society moving forward. And what was previously, what the things that had previously dominated the public square, trying to force that to be hidden away, because as the movement is so fond of telling us, you don't need a straight pride parade, you've got too much as it is. The straight community has underestimated just how much hatred there is for it. Now, granted, it comes from a very tiny minority, but that tiny minority is very passionate in their anti-heterosexual hatred. Heterosexuals have always figured that social acceptance would make this hatred abate, but it's only emboldened that hatred. So what's going on now is not and has never been about gay access to the social arena. Homosexuals are not shut out of society. They occupy some of the highest positions in it. But apparently what's, what is in the offing is making it where heterosexuals cannot say no to anything a heterosexual tells them to do, including you must, you must submit to this or that sex act. And when the heterosexual person says no... Well, you're discriminating. Well, hell, I choose who it is that I choose to have sex with, and I'm never going to have sex with another man. Period. Well, that's homophobia. That's homophobia. No, it's a sexual preference. That's homophobia. That's homophobia. The point of this video essay, however, isn't really actually about the... LGBT media activists who are now no longer able to deny reality. They have pinned a lot of their hopes on their ability to be able to sway the opinions and thoughts of millennials. And what they're finding out is what I could have told them for free and without them wasting years and actually 20 plus years in this damn to die a borning effort at mass mind control. I could have told them the millennials ain't on board with it. As soon as they take on some adult responsibilities and start wanting to shape the society that they live in, they're going to take a look at the local gay pride parade and say, this is not for me. I could have told them that. You're not going to shame them into it. You're not going to coerce them into it. Google will not censor them into it. You're not going to be attacking people and get them to, make, to accept it that way. It's not going to happen. 
Just take whatever it is that you're able to get as long as they're not attacking you in public and as long as they're not able to do any sort of violence towards you. You got as long as you're able to live your life, that's what you're going to have to settle for because that's the only thing that you're actually that you actually have a right to. You do not have a right to another person having to accept what it is that you do in the bedroom or at the very least, you don't have the right to the person not being able to say their opinion about it. So when you see the white media trying to give you all sorts of phony baloney polls about Kamala Harris or Joe Biden, if you want to know how it is that Professor Black Truth is able to speak with such confidence and such authority, when I tell you about these polls, I was telling you about that garbage with Morning Consult months ago. And by the way, for tomorrow's Thursday evening address, we're going to be getting into how Joe Biden is still leading in the polls and Kamala Harris is pulling up the rear in fundraising and this after her allegedly dynamite Democrat debate moment. If you want to know why it is that Professor Truth was able to tell you what the hell's going on, especially with these polls, and why I tell you to put no stock in them, and why I seem to be so ahead of the curve, is because of the fact that I don't believe what the white media tells me. That's what the point of this video essay is. If they were so wrong on something like this, which to hear the white media tell it, they've why the acceptance of millennials for the LGBT lifestyle is one of the most well-documented and most widely reported social phenomena ever and completely and thoroughly wrong. Now, if they got something like this wrong, what that tells you is you can't afford to believe anything that the white media tells you on anything. They are not trying to report news to you. They're trying to dictate your opinion to you. And whenever they talk about so-called polls and surveys, they try to either pick polls or so-called so polls or so-called surveys that reflect what they already believe. The white media is the epitome of bias confirmation. Or what they try to do is they try to find something that they can put a spin on. And failing that, they just don't report on it at all. They declare it to be invalid or irrelevant. And say, we ain't got to deal with it. That's where all of this censorious racism is coming from. The idea coming from white media outlets and, of course, from Google, who owns YouTube, and from Twitter and Facebook is there's, they want to do their social engineering. And what they want is to be able to deny reality. Now, you would think that at the very least, they would look and say, hey, we got platforms where people talk to one another and they express what they believe at the deepest levels. We should be studying this so we can try to figure out where these guys coming from. How do you and they they consider us to be their enemies. Let's make no bones about that. Google considers the new voices of black media and me in particular to be their enemy. Well, you can't defeat an enemy unless you understand and know that enemy. And if the enemy is telling you where they're coming from and they're going into great detail about it, rather than deciding, well, I don't like what you're saying. You know, we would never have been able to turn the tables on the white media if we did not actually pay attention to what these bastards say behind closed doors. If we did not pay close attention to what media executives say whenever they have their special correspondence dinners or whenever these guys give their speeches, whenever they're in close, whenever they're in light company. And they feel that they're talking to their peers and it's going to be one of those small things that nobody pays attention to. We would never have been able to, to get the drop on the bastards if we decided well, we don't like what they're saying, so we're not going to hear it. And that's why we're going to win and Google and the rest of the white media is going to lose. Because we are interested in getting the information. We're not interested in whether or not it pleases us.
These guys are interested in whether or not it pleases them first. To hell with the information. So when you look at the attitude of millennials regarding the lifestyle, and when you look at what's been going on, especially in Boston, now you see why it is that these guys were so furious. And as I've always taught you, anger is often used as a mask for fear. So you want to know where the anger against the that alt-lice straight pride parade that's going to take ne place next month in Boston, if you want to know where that anger comes from, it comes from fear. It comes from fear because people like Don Lemonade, they know that they built a house of lies, but they were hoping that people bought into it. And it turns out that all it took to blow over that house of lies was a breeze. Well, it ain't a breeze that's come now. It's a tornado. The white media's job is to tell lies and get the public to believe them. But the prop, It's one thing, though, to lie to the public. It's another thing when the media decides to lie to itself. You see now how the white media has twisted itself in knots, trying to prop up and protect whatever seems to be a precious lie that they just can't let go of. So if you take nothing else away from this video essay, take away this fact. Believe the white media if you want, but you do so at your own risk. And you follow the white media at your own peril.